FUBAR Fest 2019, June 29th, DBA 256 in Pomona, California, with Siamese. On how we live. Hope. Walking through his neighborhood looking for some new proof. Anonymous. Yeah, you out of orbit. Burners. The average Joe and the bench warmers. Rundown creeps. The fallen electric. Listen, here's the story. From Zero to Hero if you would And Wolves Inside Free entry 21 and over Go to FooBarShow.com The Martini Studios in Ontario, California. It's the Fubar Show. Hey, what's up, everyone? I am Josie. I'm Josh with the food. And thank you all very much for listening to the Fubar Show. Thank you for downloading the pod on your favorite podcast app, subscribing, and telling your friend like a champ. You can always reach us at Fubar Show. That's FTBelowBarShow.com. And FTBelowBarShow is your handle on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out, drop us a line, and we'll fill it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right, foos? Yes, man. Yes. Cool. No, cool. it's not cool. Oh, okay. well, why wow. not, man? Starting it's great. this way, huh? It's great. You uh, you wake up on the wrong side of the... Uh, what do you guys sleep on over there? <laughs> slabs. Uh, uh, be- Stone beds, slabs. Futons. Futons. The futons. <laughs> Not since like six months ago. Food. Too much on the nose. Yeah, right. I kind of don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Foo, what have you been up to, man, since we last met? Because last time it was uh, just like old times. It was fucking uh, the food bar show with Josie and the food. I know. And now, I came now, back to ruin. Now we have the uh, <laughs> the radiated appendage. Wow! <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, bruh. Yeah, I feel you're, okay. You're a product Dick. of Fallout for sure. <laughs> oh wow! It was some Fallout. But anyway, uh, welcome back, Josh. Yeah, I feel so. Uh, you welcome. didn't have a car last time. That's 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 why. No, uh, I actually had to take my mother to the airport. That's last time. what it was. Yes, that's so what it was. I had to leave uh, my house at seven o'clock promptly to make it to right. the airport. LAX. And we know you like starting all late, Foo, so yeah. fall in line. I just want to make sure that your ego got taken down a notch from what that ego? previous episode, because that means me and the Foo still got it. That was a good episode, man. It was great. Tangents galore, I gotta <laughs> say. Left and right. A buffet. We, a buffet of tangents. But I, mean, um, I, had, I had a good time with it. <laughs> anyway, but welcome back, dude. Uh, I know you have some opinions about the topics that we covered last time. Yes, so we'll but go I, over only, that. I only have one opinion, and then we so that way we can move it on with the rest of this. Yeah, the, because the today we're going to be having a Game of Thrones event at the Filthy Martini Well, Studios. I thought we were having an intimate uh, viewing party. Well, the and then when we get intimate. here... 
Uh-huh. The foo is like, yeah, I invited like 16 people. Listen, it's still man, intimate. don't give me responsibilities and I'll stay the fuck out of it. <laughs> Especially when it's in my fucking house. That's true. So That's true. Tell me not to do anything and I'll chill, dude. That's the cost of the venue, foo? That's the cost of the venue. the cost of the venue. Yeah, you get some unwanted guests. <laughs> heard that? You can host a party at FM Studios. Mm-hmm. You just got to feed the foo and get them drunk. That's right. That's it. That's right. Bring drugs. It's pretty treat. That's right. pretty cheap. <laughs> Considering, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, the Fallen Electric will be on the show in a couple of episodes uh, right after our one-year anniversary episode, and we are going to premiere our new song, Listen. So everybody, you know, stick around for that. That's everybody awesome. listen. <laughs> uh, uh, Whoa. Wacky guy. Too on the nose, here. foo. <laughs> Too much on the nose. I don't like it. Without further foo, you guys just want to... Get started let's, with the let's with do the it. Of the out feller. Ah, man. So uh, there was big news apparently on the Batman front, was there not? Don't act stupid. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you you were the one who notified. You were the notifying yeah, party. Yeah, and I wasn't thrilled. I wasn't thrilled at first when I heard about it, but right. only because the first thought in my mind when I hear Robert Pattinson is Twilight. Right. Is Twinkly Vampire. You're one of those goons. Well, I mean, I I did not really enjoy it too much. Listen, let me. But you you listened to the last hold, podcast, right? Yes. But it hold, got me laid, man. That's good enough. Oh, did it now. <laughs> Several Passes times. the food test. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, after, you know, really thinking about it, I mean, we all thought the same way with Heath Ledger. And, yes. You know, and Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck. And Manny and, and fucking Jason Momoa. Well, even Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was a comedic actor. He was Mr. Mom. That's How right. do you go from Mr. Mom to Batman? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's if that's not a hell of a yeah. transition, then this shouldn't be out of the realm. But there's some movies that he was actually pretty good in. Um, there's a recent one called Good Time, which people are saying, if you watch that, that'll kind of have you convinced that he can play anything. Mm-hmm. And there was also one other movie in like, early or late 2000s like early 2010s where he plays a role where uh like where he's a vampire and no. he listens in the sun no no, no 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 it's like where he's it's like a rom-com Quit being on the nose there foo i know what a dick and it's, they play baseball in the fucking forest he dies in 9-11 he's in one of the he, like at the end of the story he ends up being in one of then the towers that's my favorite dies. part of the movie <laughs> uh, wow. wow dude you're a Continue. piece of work all right back to you yeah thank you I heard also, too, that's been confirmed that they're going to have the Penguin, Catwoman, and Riddler in this movie. Uh, yeah, the OGs. Yes. Nice. I actually like that dynamic. Because mm-hmm. remember the old 1966 Batman movie? It was them three that yeah. were primarily the main. Yeah. That'd be dope. It was and, them, you know, and jo- and them and Joker. Yes, he's yeah. Romero's But Joker. it's fine because Joker's a, build char- a big character to build up to. Yeah, so. and I mm-hmm. think they should build up to it. They shouldn't just... Throw him out there against Agreed. Joker. The, they should have him in the backdrop, though, because you know he's he's menacing all the time. I bet you. Sure, I bet you. Sure they're gonna have I him bet you. He like. But he's still there's mystery. some clue that he was involved in there, and yeah. they had to revisit it or something. Maybe at uh, you know, during the whole time he was the ringleader after all, but he was so behind, you know, a curtain. I'm, and had yeah. everybody, oh, that would be such a dope fucking way to do it. I'm sure they'll like allude to him existing mm-hmm. in some way, in some shape or form. I mean, shit, what if it's Joaquin Phoenix's like Joker? I would love that. And I haven't even seen that movie yet. I, I, I'm actually just knowing Joaquin Phoenix's chops. That guy has fucking chops. Yes, he does. He can do anything. He yeah. knows his way around a, uh, 
a fucking movie script for sure. Yeah, oh, for he's sure. such a method actor, man. That guy goes deep into. He'll into his match roles. Heath Ledger. There, I said it. Yeah, yeah he'll I match. It. And, and since he, you know, we hope that he still lives mm-hmm. after it. He might even surpass it. Yeah, you know, because yeah, he's cause the, he, putting in multiple movies. No, oh, yeah, dude. and this is going to be a huge mental strain on him because you really have to get to a dark place when you're playing Joker. That's a fucked up. Heath. Yeah, so I he better be careful, man. We can't lose Joaquin. Guy's a gem. Zardem <laughs> yeah. and Johnny Cash. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, that's true. That's so. It. That's it. If there, yeah, <laughs> if he could survive Johnny Cash, man, he's good. I mean, dude, he could survive it's a getting a lot of heroin and cocaine. I don't no. know what the big deal is. <laughs> <laughs> no biggie. No biggie. Okay. Sp- switching from DC to Marvel, uh, did you guys hear about Avengers Endgame? And what about it? It's going to pass uh, Avatar? And the no. Uh, what's it called? Uh, well, John, John Wick 3 just surpassed it this opening weekend. No way. What yeah. the fuck? Wow. John, John Wick 3, 3 finally was the movie to take down Avengers because Avengers has been number one. It only one. took two weeks? What? Yeah. <laughs> no, Avengers it? has been out for almost a month. Has it now? Yeah, yeah. almost. It's just we've been talking about it so much. Feels like I just watched it. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and then uh, we always, like now they're, since the spoiler lift or the spoiler ban has been lifted. You see a lot more clips now. Uh, I th- dude, kind of like, had to when yeah. uh, Far From Home came out. The that, trailer, the trailer for that. For that that's yeah. pretty much when that you was knew. the tr- that was the the, the spoiler that said, you know, Iron Man's dead now, mm-hmm. or that yep. was Tony Stark. Is. And then let's quick let's take a quick U turn back to DC again. Uh, did you hear what Sebastian Stan said? Yeah, that he's down to play. He's the down Riddler. to play the Riddler. The Winter Soldier is would love to play, to play the win- the Riddler. He said, "I can see that." And he said that he would he would take it on like do more of a dark, mm-hmm. like a darker tone mm-hmm. with him, mm-hmm. rather than uh, like how he did it, like the, menacing, yeah, or Le- like whimsical, like he's yeah, more dark. And like really the Joker's fun. pretty. I mean, um, the Riddler's still pretty aloof, but he wants to do like a yeah a dark evil version of it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Which oh my god, that would be so great. And then Josh Gad potentially as the Penguin. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. That would be. That's gonna be funny casting. though when you actually like see it. People actually like who is the who is the penguin? Like people who won't know Josh Gad. Yeah, and it's like it's Olaf. It's gonna be a little eye opener. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that happening specifically if DC is trying to do what Marvel did into bringing some comic relief yeah. to its darkness. Because they can get really dark. And I think if you inject the proper comic relief into that dark of a story, it hits even harder. Case in point, Shazam. Yes. That's exactly how Shazam was. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. it was dark, but then you had great comedic relief. He's still a kid. Yeah. 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 They did it so well. I can't wait to see what they do with that. If yeah, but that's pretty Black cool if they, end, if they end up uh, casting uh, Sebastian Stan. As Riddler, as Riddler. I mean, because yeah, he still. I mean, he still has Winter Soldier and Falcon. But I mean, I don't think he's under a strict contract with Marvel, right? No, they're actors; they can take any work. Yeah, that would be sick. Unless to... they signed a contract saying that you know. Well, no, because if they, if they do that, though, if they do that, they're better be making bank, bank, yeah, dude. like actors. like Robert Downey Jr. for sure had some type of clause. It's like, listen, since we're paying you half of the movie's budget, yeah. you're not allowed to do any other work. During the film, and Robert yeah, Downey Jr. when he took on the role of Iron Man, he a lot of people just like we're talking shit about Robert Pattinson, we're talking shit about him being Iron Man, and then Iron Man was one of the un, best. Un, com- yeah, comic un, book until movies. you finally saw him as Iron Man mm-hmm. in the trailer, you knew, oh my god, this Holy is going to be amazing. Shit. So he on is the note, Tony Stark, and uh, I think uh, that's something I brought up with you recently, uh, and the whole Blade thing, where they really matched the character to, to the Robert. Actor. 
No, no, they oh. match the character to the actor rather than the having the actor match try the try to do his best yeah. character impression. No, they're like, no, these are your strengths. We're gonna be, we're gonna write their character like you. Well, yeah. even in the comics, the con- yeah, the comics they pretty much just followed it as Robert Downey Jr. Like it looks after that movie. Yeah, after that yeah. movie, yeah. like yeah, they just like sure. we're running with it, and they did the same thing with Blade. Like, well, why the hell not? When you have an icon like that, the way it looks like in the big screen, mm-hmm. why make it not look like that? anymore the you only, know? it only the, makes sense the, and the only one that they haven't done that with is Wolverine they still keep Wolverine short and stocky mm-hmm. but you cannot see Hugh, anyone else but Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman is, Wolverine. is Wolverine yeah yeah. so that's why it's like when you get these actors that just can play a role for years and like even Captain America man Chris Evans is forever Captain America right Chris Evans is Captain America Robert uh, Downey Jr. is Iron, Iron Man, man. Chris uh, Hemsworth is no, is hundred percent Thor for life. Fucking yeah. Wesley Snipes is Blade. Yeah, yeah, and he's being considered for more Blade movies. They yeah. even still after all these That's years, sick. And even after going to the can for not doing his taxes, <laughs> yeah. after all this time, and dude, Black don't crack, dude. That guy looks exactly the he same. Does. He does. He looks like he's not. He doesn't age. No, he it's does. true though. He looks just like he did when he first filmed the nineteen ninety three movie. Yeah, he does. Uh-huh. I, I, it's funny. I see these videos on, um, I think it's like on Looper, where they talk about like behind the scenes on movies. And one of them was like Ryan Blade, Reynolds, right? Ryan Reynolds did not get along with none of the actors on Blade Three. Really got along with him because he refused to do like more than just a few lines, and he wanted to be called Blade at all times, like on the movie set. Dang! Like he didn't even like at the in that in that movie he refused to do most of his stunts. Fuck yeah! Dude. Yeah, dude, he pulled baller a baller move that one. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Robert Robert Downey Jr. You can't you can't expect anyone else to be Iron Man but him. Yep. Moving forward with our geeky now, I I thought we talked a little bit about our Thrones party here. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna be putting some pictures on the gram foo. Don't yeah, forget foo. The gram, yeah. Um, we did. Uh, we were able to do a little food hack and make like dragon eggs oh, out of the devil eggs. I mean, you saw them. Yeah, they, they look, look pretty good. sick. They're, they're looking good, man. Um, we're doing uh, chicken fingers. They're called little chicken fingers. After, little, after finger. little finger, the <laughs> conniving bastard from the series. So they're going to stab us in the back after we eat them? Well, <laughs> food poisoning. it's a twist Boom. because the, uh, <laughs> the sauce is honey and vinegar. Oh, what? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be really good. Right. Um, okay. Also, we're do. I still have it a brew, and actually, it's been brewing for almost three hours for over three hours. Uh-huh. Our red wedding punch. Oh. Oh, what's that gonna be like? Um, it's like sangria, it's, right? It's uh, I pretty much uh, chopped up an orange mm-hmm. and a lemon into slices. I put them in a bowl. Three quarter cup brandy. Oh. Letting oh, the brandy soak damn. in the fruit right now, so it gets that nice flavor. Yeah. And then we're gonna combine that. Uh, with the with a bottle of wine and then serve with ice food. There you go. Ooh. Damn. Red wedding punch. Ah. Just like the red wedding. This is gonna be bloody. Jesus. Um, also, uh, something I got to work on uh, after the pod is um, <laughs> some muffins. Now I know it doesn't go with any theme. It's literally <laughs> for a pun. You know muffin, John, John Snow. Snow. Instead of you know nothing. God damn you. No. The less you know. <laughs> yeah, the less you know. Uh, because the the uh, the whole the one of the catchy tags for John's character was you, you know, know nothing, nothing, John Snow. Uh, so <laughs> you know muffin, it. John Snow. It's going to be some garlicky biscuits filled with cheese. And then we have uh, 
Theon's favorite toy in a blanket. Which now, is... to give you a little background on this food, <laughs> just so you know who Theon is. Okay. Theon is the prince to the Iron Islands. Okay. He's the uh, one that died protecting the the, the wheelchair, wheelchair kid, kid. Uh-huh. from the from the Night King, from that frozen zombie dude. All the way back, Fu, in season three and four, he became a prisoner of this guy, sick, sick, sadistic fuck named Ramsay Bolton. Mm-hmm. Ramsay tortured him. Tortured him. And one of the final acts, because he kept them bound the whole time he was torturing them, the final torture move he did before releasing him, which got him to be super obedient, was he fucking cut his dick off, dude. He castrated him, He man. castrated him, and he Dang. fucking mailed his dick to his fucking sister and his dad. They have a postal service? Yeah, yeah. man. Dang. Like they're called ravens. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, the, so, and then up. he delivered a note saying, like, I've sent you Theon's favorite play toy, which was his dick since he could get manipulated by women uh, like easily. super easily. He, he favored whores. Okay. Um, so that's why Theon's, instead of pig in a blanket foo, Theon's favorite toy in a blanket. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Enjoy that fucking oh. Theon penis, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then actually, uh, that's going to be uh, almost everything for our little themes. Um, I actually wanted to ask Josh. Yeah. Okay, this is the biggest event in TV. Mm-hmm. In, in a, a long time. In, in a long time. Almost of all time. You know, it, not since Ali McBeal ended. I for guess. sure, I guess a, so. Is that that big? <laughs> I don't think so. Dude. I don't think so. Um, that's, that's a hell of here's the question. Since Boston Public went off the air. Wow. Okay, that's pretty. Uh, that was pretty. <laughs> that's pretty deep, dude. <laughs> she McBride, bro. She McBride. <laughs> Yo, go oh, ahead, food. <laughs> um, since Tiny Toon Adventures Whoa, closed this door, Buster Whoa. Bunny. That's wow, right. that was since yeah, I found out Buster Dot. And Babs, no since relation. I found out Dot was the actual Dot. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Babs is the same voice as Dot from uh, Animaniacs. Buster and Babs, no relation. <laughs> yeah, like all right. Okay. I guess I, I guess they can still bang. Them. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> they're rabbits. That's, that's what that yeah, was for. They're bunnies. Um, so I wanted to ask you, Josh. How will the series end? I wanted all of us to make our best educated guess, including you, Mr. Fu. <laughs> Mr. Late Bloomer only watches battle scenes before he edits podcasts okay. and such. Okay, okay, so this is what I got. This is what I got. This is what I got. Okay, this is what I got. You listening? You listening? You listening? Fucking say it. Okay. <laughs> Arya's gonna kill Daenerys, but after Daenerys attempts to kill Jon by burning him alive with Drogon. And fails to burn him and alive? And fails to burn him alive. I actually think Drogon will not try to burn him. Oh, I think Drogon will be like, no, like I, ref- I refuse, like I'm obedient to him too, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, interesting. What a turn! Like you said, the magic blood food. It's all about the magic blood. The magic blood. Um, I don't. <laughs> yeah, H- yeah, we HIV. know. We fucking know. Okay, all right. Uh, fucking jerk. Uh, anyways, I, th- I, I initially believed that too, but I'm gonna take us on a twist here, <gasps> only because I hear that. And, you know, spoiler alert. Long story short. <laughs> there, you can go on Reddit now and see the end of the Game of Thrones. Oh, no. Really? Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Well, Who I did mean, that? Why would they do that? Because pe- It happens all the time. People suck. If yeah. anything, if, if anyone's going to see it, it's going to be your wife, dude. Because she's always on fucking We're going to watch it in a couple of hours yeah, right chill, now anyway. Just chill. I don't yeah. think that's going to go down. Um, anyways, I think one of the best theories is, because they're saying that... We're not. It's gonna be something we've not seen, which pretty much says the whole season. Yeah. But what I think is gonna happen is 
John will either give up his right to the throne after Daenerys is dead or die. And from that death, I believe Tyrion will assume the throne. Dang. And Tyrion. Dinklage? Peter Dinklage food, the half man. Mm. They call him the half man food. Get it? Because he's a a midget. The imp. The imp. Got it. Um, I believe him and Sansa will kind of pretty much. Marry. Somehow tie the knot. If not tie the knot, at least be like, hey, at least. We can, you know, they respect each other enough for those are the last two people on, you know, Earth who really trust each other with the wealth of this type of information. That would be interesting. I actually am not against that little, that particular theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a very interesting turn. That I, would be. So that was my most likely, I think. The next likely, mm-hmm. which is going to piss a lot of people off, yeah, is uh, Daenerys and John die, and then they have no choice, but... They try to institute the recent, you know, before the Lannisters took over. Uh-huh. They're just going to put Gendry Baratheon back on the throne. That's what I was thinking. And have too. the That's Baratheon another. just assume the throne because, because the North wants their independence. Yeah. And I think that's why. That's the only way they're going to gain independence. Is if is they put Jeff. the Baratheon back on the throne because he's in love with Arya. It's either Gendry or Jon. But right. That's assuming Arya still lives. Exactly. Because Arya may be the one that dies, like, attempting to kill Daenerys. There's people thinking that she's going to get the throne. Is that a little far-fetched? Because there's a theory out there. Because you know how we watched her navigate through the city while it was getting destroyed? I think that might have been a symbol of her, like, assuming to something huge with her being on that That white horse. It could be. She could be, like, the savior. So, Mm food. there's a theory, or um, not a theory, but from the actual show... That says the prince who was reborn. Prince who was promised. The the prince who was promised. And later in the show, a couple seasons in, they said the the language used to describe prince was gender fluid. So it could be prince or princess. And that's too fucking convenient. Dude, that's just the way the writing went. Don't look at me. That's following (laughs) the books, too. I don't like it, man. Do you believe any of that shit? I know you don't. I (laughs) do. I believe it. Um, Anyways, so there's... This prophecy said that <laughs> Shut up. the prince who was promised will be born out of salt and smoke, which was like Arya being able to survive the fucking carnage yeah. and being like surviving I mean, all the dust and all like, you know, all the yeah, salt, yeah, yeah. all that shit. Mm-hmm. And the horse was her like kind of like a foreshadowing that she's the uh, the fourth horseman, one of the fourth horsemen, the bringer of death or whatever. Something along those lines. I mean, I just want to watch it already. And you know, hey, okay, just because I don't care doesn't mean I don't understand. You know who? And I don't think none of that shit's gonna happen. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how? Uh, what's your batting average on on your theories? Game your of food? Thrones, who probably like ten percent. Oh jeez. Yes, yeah, that's a that's, that's pretty a t- low. That's yeah, a very low. You wouldn't percentage. be in the big leagues. You wouldn't be in the minor leagues. <laughs> just wouldn't play. You just, just don't. Play. Yeah. Damn. Well, Josie, you have something you wanted to geek out about? So, yeah, I wanted to talk about how IMAX made an announcement of uh, them saying that they're willing to work with streaming services that make IMAX-worthy films. What? So they made a deal with Amazon for their upcoming movie, The Aeronauts, starring Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones to be released in IMAX theaters. IMDb describes the film as like a pilot Amelia Wren and scientist James Glacier find themselves in a epic fight for survival while attempting to make discoveries in a hot air balloon. What the fuck? I guess it's just a lot of cool shots of, you know, like aerial shots. Yeah, yeah. So they decided to make an IMAX movie out of it. It was IMAX worthy. But in an interview at Cannes earlier this week, 
IMAX CEO Rich Gelfond had this to say about the partnership. For us, it's more content, which, duh. But uh, <laughs> uh, if the content is what I call IMAX-worthy, meaning it could be a wonderful experience that we can enhance and people across the cultures can enjoy, then we want to be involved and do pretty much it. With the caveat being, as long as it respects the windows, I guess, you know, their, mm-hmm. their, um, their fucking level of uh, quality. Yeah. So when asked IMAX uh, if they're going to be interested in showing Netflix movies, he said, when they respect these windows, we'd love to do something, and I think they will. Uh, he's really big on this kind of thing, you know, making sure that the quality is there. And he also talked about why they hadn't partnered up until now with some streaming services. Mm-hmm. And he said that there hasn't really been any IMAX-worthy films that a streaming service has released until now uh, with that one movie I just described. And then he added, despite a lot of talk of the streaming services going into blockbuster content, they really haven't pulled it off yet, even then. Mm-hmm. They are just starting to migrate into that area and I think they will continue to, but I think they're a long way away. So like, he's optimistic. He just doesn't think they're there yet. Yeah. So what do you guys think? I want to kind of uh, open up that question. Are there already some like Netflix or Amazon or Hulu movies that would be IMAX worthy if they were to shoot it with those IMAX cameras that you would have loved to see on that big screen? Hmm. That's a loaded recently? question. That is, I, that's a tough question to yeah, answer. Really? I, that's like a, a a wealth of media we have to. Well, what's a great movie that you think would have actually been really dope to watch on an IMAX screen? Mowgli. That, seen? that Mowgli movie. Yeah. That Mowgli movie was pretty good, and if it was an IMAX, ooh, that, probably. That, um, what's that yeah. movie with McConaughey? Uh, Interstellar. I think that was an IMAX. That wasn't. A, that that was wasn't. An, that was an IMAX. But we didn't see it in IMAX. No, no I, well, that's that not my a, question. Well, no, the, asked, yeah, the question about, said you what no, movie would I think I'd want to see. Netflix. He's talking that wasn't about, previously already on IMAX. Yeah. Oh well, goddamn! I don't have the Netflix queue in front of me. Foo. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Well, Way to <laughs> fuck that up. What do you? Well, what, what about you? I mean, come on. I think that um, if they would have done um, what is it, a Quiet Place? Bird Box? Bird Box. Bird Box. What about if Bird Box was in uh, mm. an IMAX kind of thing? Does it really lend to big shots, though? Because IMAX is particularly... I think they might have shot some scenes that would have been IMAX worthy. Hmm. I think you're reaching here, pal. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, if they really would have concentrated more scenes on the actual being that was fucking people up. Yeah. Uh, maybe even from a psychological perspective, like a point of view from the person and, yeah. and you know, what they're going through in those few seconds before they off themselves. That would have been an interesting thing to do. I mean, as is, maybe not so much because it's not so much, you know, as far as visuals go. But, you know, something like that because everybody was talking about Bird Box and that shit came out. I get it. But, I mean, the movie itself would really have to have shots that would lend to it, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. you'd have to have big shots to it. So, I I mean, that's why I don't think Bird Box really, for me, I mean, that's my opinion. But Mm -hmm. it would have to be some type of superhero movie or like a big action movie mm-hmm. where they can lend to that uh, i mean we'll see i mean netflix is starting to bust out a lot of co- if they had done like some of the episodes of daredevil mm-hmm. in imax i would have been very okay with that yeah i would have been super okay with uh watching some man in the high castle from amazon prime oh, okay. in imax, in IMAX. Better, yeah those could have been some dope ass shots if they util- yeah if they utilize it not just for 
movies, but for also for TV shows, like their mm. series. The Tick. Like The Tick. Well, I haven't seen The Tick. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Badass. So dope. Yeah, if you had some IMAX shots like that, mm-hmm. that would have been dope. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see what comes out. Yeah, now that if they want to strive towards being an IMAX worthy type of film yeah, where they're shooting that. like really arty type of shots and, and directing it in like really tastefully. That'd be super dope to actually not see it in your streaming service one day and go into your local IMAX theater the next to watch it, like actually grab an experience out of it. It'd be really cool. The prospect is very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, wow. Uh, so I want to kind of finish off on this little geeking out. I, I read a book recently, and I don't read books very often. What? I know. Uh, this one actually caught my eye. It's by an author by the name of Bobby Hall. Most of you will know him as the rapper, a.k.a. Logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually wrote his very first novel, and this is the brief synopsis I kind of want to give to you guys. Flynn is stuck, depressed, recently dumped, and living at his mom's house. The supermarket was supposed to change all that. An ordinary job and a steady check. Work, is work. work isn't work when it's saving you from yourself. But things aren't quite as they seem in these aisles. Arriving to work one day to a crime scene... Flynn's world collapses as the secrets of his tortured mind are revealed. And Flynn doesn't want to go looking for the answers at the supermarket because something there seems to be looking for him. A darkly funny psychological thriller, Supermarket is a gripping exploration into madness and creativity. Mm. Yeah, so it's pretty much this guy Flynn. The reason why he works at the supermarket is... Before he was a failed writer mm-hmm. and his girlfriend dumped him. So it kind of sent him down this spiral. And while he was during this spiral and like in this depression, a publishing company came to him and said, you know, we're willing to back you. Just finish your book. And he's like, okay, it's about someone that works in a supermarket. He's like, so then what better way for me to write it than to actually work in a supermarket? Oh, okay. So that's yeah. why he starts working there. But yeah. as he's working there, he meets a guy by the name of Frank. Mm-hmm. who he feels like perfectly embodies what he was looking for in his protagonist. Mm-hmm. Like in the book, it shows like a checklist of like features and he's like, Frank hit all the notes. He's yeah. like, okay, he's going to be my protagonist. I'll follow him around, write in my moleskin, like a notebook, mm-hmm. all the notes of the shit this guy says. Cause he's just like a chauvinistic douchebag that thinks he can, <laughs> you know, like those guys that work at, you know, Lowe's that they've been there for so long yeah, and they fuck. Yeah, they're setting their way. Yeah, and they yeah. fuck every chick that goes in and out of there. Like, like that's yeah. a, the Matthew McConaughey. They'll live and die at Lowe's or at least yeah. in that kind of environment. Or Best know, Buy or wherever, wherever. Whatever warehouse you work in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much how this guy is. So then throughout his time working there, he falls in love with this chick. And at the same time, he gains interest from this one chick who's like supposed to be the the hottest one there but she always has rbf mm-hmm. resting bitch face right so but none of them know or have seen this guy frank before like he talks to them they're like no i've never met him and but he's always talking to them about him mm-hmm. and whenever he's like walking all of a sudden these people show up he disappears what the fuck well it turns out that frank was a figment of his imagination that he actually has schizophrenia uh-huh and he Frank is actually trying to take over his body and take over, you know, Flynn. Trying to kill, kill yeah, spoiler alert, people. Josh is going to tell you the whole book right now. <laughs> no, it's the, the process is very, is very strange. It's a huge psycholo- It's like a psychological thriller. Uh-huh. I highly recommend everyone read it. It's like 
300 page novel quick little novel but it's so good mm-hmm. like logic did a great job at writing this like i the beginning of the page opens with him killing someone so it's like holy shit right. what's, what's going on so he just makes you want to read it mm-hmm. turn and then it, it breaks the fourth wall a little bit you know when you're reading it like he breaks the fourth wall in in his writing so it's it's pretty good i recommend it to everyone a supermarket there's actually a soundtrack that goes to it. That's the one where we got that Lemon Drop song from. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you listen yeah. to that while reading this, it very much enhances the experience. Sweet. Yes. Cool. Well, I think we've geeked out enough. Awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah! Well, we got the joint report and the music highlights. Stick around. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Josh. And the Foo here tagging along. Be sure to catch us on Foo Bar Sports. Listen in now on Tuesdays. Catch us on any major podcast app or our own website, foobarshow.com. You can also find us on our Facebook group, Foo Bar Sports. Join in on the conversation, sports talk, latest rumors, and sports news. Boobity doobity. Experience Never Seen the World, the Fallen Electric's debut album, featuring the title track, Never Seen the World. Go to thefallenelectric.com for all news, show dates, and contact information. Think twice, know that I have never seen the world, I've never seen the world. Are you on me? Give me some, I'll smoke you two under the table. It's from the bomb. So, Foos, I wanted to bring something in light because uh, Josh may know all this just all too well. Uh, I got this article from Leafly, and um, it made me laugh when I read it because I just thought of Josh immediately because I just knew he would fail There's at all be, of these yeah, things. Yeah, I knew there was going to be an insult after this. Go <laughs> on. Continue. So the, the, the actual title of the article was Eight Ways to Counteract Too Intense Cannabis High. And uh, <clears throat> we were just talking about last in the last episode, the food yeah. brought up how you know you can't handle your... You know, when you get too high, you, you just give up. You throw in the fucking towel. Oh, matter hell yeah, of fact, man. <laughs> matter of fact, uh, how was the Deadpool movie with the first time around when you saw that after uh, a pretty gnarly edible? To be fair, it wasn't just me that fucking went through that process over here. The Foo was my partner in crime in that night. We were, and we were both tripping major balls, but I passed out a few times <laughs> during, the, uh, during the movie. Blacked out, even. It's yeah. true, Foo. We yeah. were there. Yeah. we Right. All Not it. participating. <laughs> anyway, so um, they, they give some suggestions on ways to counteract a too intense cannabis high. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, Josh would never do any of these things. <laughs> so number one, go already, hard to go off, home. <laughs> already off the gate. Number one. Don't panic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. Next. Know your limits. Nah, I don't know that either. <clears throat> Hydrate. Okay, that I do do. Yeah? I, I do drink oh, a lot. Okay, all I right. Lot so that's water. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've not heard this before, but apparently chew on a black peppercorn or sniff it. 
Apparently, that gives you some kind of relief, like a sense of relief from being so high. Okay. But you would have to just have, you know, have it under your nose the whole time or have constant amounts of peppercorn in your mouth, which wouldn't be ideal. Yeah, that'd be gross. So if anything, you know, opt to sniff it. But maybe maybe the relief isn't as nice. It's going to be doing rails of peppercorn. Peppercorn. (laughs) Now, this I can see you doing because you do this anyway. Keep calm and rest. (laughs) That's right, Sue. That's right. Minus the calm. Part. Minus the calm part because you're freaking the fuck out. Okay, look, to be <laughs> fair, I really only freak out on shrooms. Edibles, I just kind of fall asleep. Okay. I'll just be quiet. All right. Well, here's one. <laughs> yeah, you tell me. Let me not judge on this one. Take a walk. I'll do that. I walk. I do. To the fridge. No, man. Anyway. Wow, you're a dick. <laughs> you're a dick. Take a bath or shower. I don't know where you're at with this. Oh, I do that every day. Don't worry about no, that. No, but like while you're super high. <laughs> oh, I totally will do that. It's quite a, it's quite the relieving And then feeling. this one, everybody always go, kind of defaults to this one, is distract yourself. Always try to, like, to look for something else to focus on, maybe something pleasant, like a cartoon or something if like I'm that. If I'm physically doing something, then that's, then yeah, that, that'll kind of help me kick out of it but if i'm just sitting watching a movie or something yeah yeah i'm gone (laughs) (laughs) point no return for me on that part (laughs) and one of the things where it's important that people be educated on the effects of cannabis because those who are not and are on a high level of thc and one time think they're gonna die yeah they're gonna they're not gonna die so everybody everybody just remember eventually these feelings will pass no one has ever died from a result of a cannabis overdose, and you can always call a medical professional and let them know you're having a cannabis-induced anxiety attack, and then they can help you from there. Because that's essentially what it is. You're, you're having a self-induced panic attack or anxiety attack. I mean, I did that the first few times I had too many high doses of edibles. Yes. I think one time the foo was playing Goldeneye in my room, and I was just, <laughs> I, I had like a 60 milligram edible, and I was just on the this bed. I was just dying. Yeah. Foosie over here, Josie over here, gets home, and he's like, is he okay? Yeah, he's he like, looked, Josh. You looked awful. He says, Josh. I'm <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, right. some, some, I just did not know my limits, but I have to try and keep up with these two guys. <laughs> kidding me the ridicule i can't live with the ridicule well you've been able to so far. yeah so far (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that's all i got for the joint report just a a couple pointers if uh, you were going to be partaking in high levels of thc this uh i don't know what is this an event this is one of the major fucking events right the game of thrones finale oh definitely oh i'm gonna eat this other uh fortune cookie fortune cookie edible oh sick all right and you are too Okay, I'm, o- I'm okay with this. Yeah, hey, dang. I work from home tomorrow. I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> Ooh, I went. I'm going in like a sucker. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> well, guys, smoke weed every day. You got it. <laughs> well, let's finish this off with the music highlight. Well, guys, on the previous podcast, I talked about recently playing with these really cool guys from San Diego uh, called Fishing for Chips. They're a pop puck band. Great group of guys. Really fun to hang out with. They have a song called um, Uh Oh SpaghettiOs (laughs) (laughs) that everybody sings along to. I thought that was a very fun one. But uh, this is the song when I asked them, I was like, you guys are really, you know, you guys are really cool. They have great energy and presence on stage. And I was like, I'd like to play one of your songs. And they just released on Friday, this previous Friday, they released their EP called uh, We're Going to Need a Bigger Album. 
<laughs> All right. And then the, the it's, it's a cool cover where it's like the band in a rowboat and then a shark coming up like Jaws. We're going to need a bigger boat. Uh, so Fishing for Chips, check them out. They just just came out fresh off the fucking presses. This is the song they wanted me to play on the podcast called Time. Signing out a basement window, holding our breath as crickets are talking. It's too late now, no sign of stopping. Not bad. It's pretty good. And you played with them the other day? Yeah, they opened up for uh well they played they played before we did, and then before them was another band called The Rough, and they were touring together. Oh that's gotcha. why they were there at the same time. They okay. even shared the same tour van and everything. Oh still they were even sharing bassists. Or at least one the guitarist for one was the bassist for the other. It was a whole thing. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Like they were there were there were a bunch of cool guys that's um, cool. that were working together to make that tour happen. And um I want to get my hands on a rough song uh real soon so i can play them on the podcast but these guys just uh just dropped the cp i figured i'd feature it because they were really cool guys and everybody should go catch a show because they have a lot of cool energy about a nice little gem yeah for sure so this next one josh you asked me to play the song by smith and tell came out back in 2018 yeah and uh this is a song off of their ep from then called telephone wires and uh it's called forgive me friend featuring swedish Jam Factory. Will always 
How'd you hear about these guys? Uh, they actually been playing them a little on K Rock. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, dude, they just gave me that feel. Remember that first time you heard Mumford and Son, yeah. or when you heard Monster and Men? Like it's just goddamn. Like they just yeah, give you that good nice. folky harmonies. And uh, you know, another thing I was gonna point out is that um, there's a specific pocket of folk and rock and roll where like duets. Yes. You know those male and female duets do really well when they do it really well. Yeah. And uh, this is one of them for it's sure. A this is a great, great example. Co- of great combination. They're actually gonna be playing, I think, the uh, the Weenie Roast and Luau. At Dana Point. Oh shit! Okay. Well, that's year. gonna be that's gonna be fun. Yeah, it is. I that's can't. W- I really kind of want to see them live now. That'd yeah, be, yeah, they seem like a lot of fun. Uh, I like it, and they probably have like a shitload of uh, instruments behind them. At least from oh. what it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> a like it'd percussion. be a full band. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, a lot of percussion. Yeah. Uh, well, this uh, last song that I brought in for today, it's just a really fun song. You would think it's a new song. Uh-huh. Even I did maybe a few months ago when I heard it for the very first time. But this one came out back in '99. It's uh, it's from a band called Super Suckers. Okay. And uh, they were back in '99. They were, and you got to remember, back in '99, sub pop was you know an alternative rock kind of thing it's back when mtv was maybe towards the tail end of the height of its powers and sub pop was kind of like that grungy alternative rock type of pocket of music of the music scene so these guys were very much that at least the way they sound very grungy very alternative rock but their lyrics and what they sing about is just party music okay it's just singing about parties whereas you know somebody like nirvana pearl jam singing about like issues or feelings and shit like that these guys just want to fucking party so this is off their album called the evil powers of rock and roll and this song is called going back to tucson and uh, it's very catchy Mm -hmm. and a lot of their music is very much like this and um they're very at least to me very much like uh you know i wanted to say everclear because i know you're gonna give me a face i don't even know why you don't like everclear (laughs) you're a piece of shit for not liking everclear um Hell yeah. I don't even need to say anything. I don't even need to say anything. I'll just let the anger just slowly consume that him name, as he dude. realizes. That name's the name of a liquor, not a band. Dude, he, what I, the I, fuck? I look, I don't even have to bring up 
that I don't like Everclear, as soon as he brings it up himself, he just it just becomes self outrage. Yeah, it's I kind of piss myself <laughs> off because I can't imagine somebody not liking Everclear. It's just go. a great band. It's cool. Okay, man. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow, you're a real sack of shit. I can anyway, hear, I can even hear your wife yelling at me from outside of this. <laughs> well, our guests are arriving. I can uh, already okay. hear them. I can already hear door. fucking guest dogs. Oh, great! Oh yeah. Well, uh, let's let's just cut this short already, I think and let's, uh, do let's it. just start parting down. I'm already getting Wee! a little buzz going. Yeah. You you brought in some Game of Thrones. We didn't talk about this. Some Game of Thrones beers. Some uh, milk stouts. Food. He just said it was Game of Thrones. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was, it was uh, dragon milk. Beer. I don't want to talk about it. Not Dragon's milk. Dragon's milk foo. Bourbon barreled aged stout. That's why it had a nice taste, foo. Yeah. They were made in bourbon barrels. 11% alcohol. Giving us a nice kick right now, foo. And foo, there. I bought another four pack. Oh, you bastard. All right. All right. Well, let's get out of here. All right. Well, um,. <clears throat> Thank you all very much for listening into the Food Bar Show. Thank you for downloading the pod of most major podcast apps, subscribing, and telling a friend like a champ. You can always reach us at Food Bar Show. That's FTheBlowBarShow.com. And FTheBlowBarShow is our handle on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. Drop us a line, and we'll fill it up like a couple of things. I've been Josie. I've been Josh. I've been the food. And we are here signing off. Until next time. Don't be a dick.